Hello and welcome in. It is a Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune. Without Thune today, Parker is doing the uh, two to six shift today. And we have the one and only Connor Pasby coming out of the bullpen again for us. Connor, how are we doing on this Thursday? Doing all right, Mike. Yesterday was uh, kind of a whirlwind, but man, we got through it. A little scary yesterday. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to uh, all the people, uh, particularly in uh, Cole and in Shawnee. That was that was a scary day, man. It was a scary day. Uh, I was up doing my streaming show upstairs in the uh, streaming studio, and I looked over in the chat, and my wife was saying, could you please get Mike off the stream? He has no idea what's going <laughs> on. And tell him we may have to get in the storm shelter here within the next 20 minutes or so. So people are saying, like, Steely! Look at the chat. You need to end the stream. <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, we had a coaches show in Edmond at Buffalo Wild Wings at six p.m. We finished at about six forty, and I hustled my way back to Norman. Yeah, it, it was a it was a crazy day, and you know the weather people. We get upset uh, at some of the updates. You know, if they put a map up over the golf scores or you know the interruptions we get here and there, but they really do. Uh, just about all the meteorologists in this area do a fantastic job of keeping us updated. And we flip around a little bit. We were on mainly David Payne last night, and uh, you, you feel like you know exactly what's going on. You know, with all the storm chasers they have, Jim Gardner, the eye in the sky, you, you kind of get a feel like, you know, we, uh, we were really close to getting in the shelter, and they blew the siren like four different times. But we had a look at exactly where these storms were because we were watching – you know, the local uh, meteorologists who do, again, just a tremendous job overall. So we were we were ready to get the four dogs down in there with us. And uh, it, it's only about a 45-second operation, but we never quite felt like we had to get in there. We were really close, but it never happened. But thoughts to all those who lost uh, property and damage to their homes. We had the, some fatalities, which is always a horrible thing in these storms. But... Uh, Again, it was uh, it was a wild night for sure, no doubt about it. What is Saturday going to be like? Sooner spring game, two thirty. It's going to be a busy day down in Norman. Our uh, pregame coverage begins right here on the home of Sooner fans at ten a.m. Saturday morning. We'll be at Balfour University Spirit. Great place to come get your Sooner sportswear and souvenirs. Jerry and uh, the folks over there do such a fantastic job. I can never get out of Balfour without spending at least a hundred dollars. You can get stuff for a lot less than that, but I'm always like, oh, man, that's new. i got to get that. They have the very latest and newest stuff for Sooner fans there, so we invite you to uh, stop by. And we'll begin broadcasting there at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. And, of course, we'll be at Yo Pablo as well at 10 a.m. So we'll have you covered on two fronts. Go by, have yourself maybe uh, an early, uh, late uh, breakfast, maybe an early lunch, and then stop by and get all your uh, Sooner gear that you need for the spring game over at Balfour. So we'll have post game for you as well. We also have a real treat today for you coming up here in about a half hour. Now, this guy is my all-time favorite Sooner player, and that would be Mr. Silver Shoes himself, Little Joe Washington, Two-time national champion at OU, I still think the coolest player in Sooner history had so much style with the you know the silver shoes and the cut-off sleeves and the cool mouthpiece and plus he was a great player so he backed everything up, went on to a very uh, strong NFL career as well. 
And, uh, you know, we're going to have Joe on because Joe's got a big event. He's got his own signature cigar uh, smoked through a keyhole. It has a silver wrapper, as you would expect. It couldn't have had anything else less than a silver wrapper. And uh, that'll be at the Cohiba Lounge, you know, on uh, right after the uh, the spring game coming up this weekend. So get ready to be thinking about that. That'll be a fun time. And uh, Joe Washington will join us coming up at 1235 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, so 2.30 for the game. Don't forget, obviously, another big event happening before they kick off at 2.30, and that is Kyler Murray's Heisman statue uh, dedication ceremony happening at 11.30 at Heisman Park. Man, the Sooners have had so many honorees. We had the, uh, the Baker dedication, obviously. Uh, recently, the Selman Brothers statue, so many statues around uh, the OU football, uh, you know, offices and the stadium and over at Heisman Park. Feels like we do one just about every year, but K-1 will be there 11.30 a.m. for his dedication coming up Saturday. Now, as for this game itself, uh, spring games, what can you learn? It's fun. You get to see some new players. You'll get to see a little bit of Jackson Arnold and P.J. Adebarre and guys like... Uh, uh, Deshaun McCullough and Rondell Bothroy, Jacob Lacey, uh, Austin Stogner coming back, all the new portal arrivees and uh, the incoming freshmen who, you know, got here early. You'll get a look at those guys, and you'll see, you know, how much more has Dylan Gabriel developed. Now, the quarterbacks obviously will not be taken down, won't be hit, but uh, fans always like to get a little sneak peek. But this is, uh, it feels like just a huge year for Oklahoma football. Because, you know, at, at this time next year, when we're thinking about a spring game, it will be before we go into that next fall into the SEC, which is going to be a whole new world for OU. And you can't go into the SEC leaking oil like Oklahoma did last year. You know, 6-7, and seven, unacceptable at Oklahoma. I get that the roster changed drastically. I get that these guys, again, hadn't been playing very good defense for a while. I also get they're learning new systems on both sides of the ball. I get all of that. But you should never be 6-7 and seven in Oklahoma. Never. And uh, now, Brent, who I do think is building a strong foundation, and I approve of the culture that he's got in place at Oklahoma. I think long-term that's going to work out. And uh, you just think that, you know, it's Oklahoma. You get the right coach in there, and uh, you start, you know, turning the ships towards a, a different destination and you know you're going to have to play a little bit of a different brand of football in that conference. It's not the old finesse Big 12. It's not the old, you know, run 85 plays or whatever in the Big 12. It's going to be a more physical brand of football in the SEC. So I, I do like the culture change. But last year, and I understand it's way, way too early to judge, but last year didn't work very well. Let's hear what some of the national people are saying. We played this the other day. This is, again, Josh Pate. Uh, late kick Josh talking about just how important year two is for Brent Venables. Brent Venables, year two, is going to prove a lot of people right or a lot of people wrong. I am I am in the camp that still believes, hey, Brent Venables will get things figured out. Uh, there are some other folks out there, and some of them I respect, who wholeheartedly disagree with that. There are some folks out there who think Venables is in 10 feet over his head, and... Um, this year will serve to solidify the negative opinions that people built of him last year. That's the camp I'm not in. 
I don't know which camp's going to be proven right. Obviously, I'm in the camp I'm in because I think I'll be right. I think Oklahoma will win, you know, eight games minimum this year and maybe more. So I think it'll be a moot point. But if it's not, if I'm wrong, if they're right back there struggling to make a bowl game again, even though it's only two years in and I wouldn't be banging the hot seat drum necessarily, yes, you will have some people proven right one way or the other. I think the worst thing would be if they win seven games and they lose another four of them by one possession, because then really, really no one's proven right. Classic bounce of ball thing where one little bounce here or there would have been the difference in a double-digit win season and not making a bowl game. There you go. What do you think, Connor Pasvi? Uh, do you think this is a pressure-packed upcoming season for Brent already, or do you think, again, that they just need to make uh, good, solid progress and uh, just – start going in the right direction again. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to start is progress, obviously, from a six and seven year last year. Uh, it's really important for Brent Venables, and the position that they needed help at was a de- defensive line in around the edge, and they got that. They got some help with the transfers coming in. They're going to be fun to watch uh, starting this Saturday for the spring game. But, yeah, it's, it's a really important year, Mike. There's no way other to put it for uh, Brent Venables. Yeah, and again, look, Joe Castiglione is a patient guy, very bright guy, and he knows this is going to take some time. But what they were doing basically is almost tearing down the structure again, rebuilding the foundation. Again, that doesn't mean you go six and seven. Don't get me wrong. But they know the brand of football that they need to play, and they've, they've got to start making that change if they want to quit, you know, knocking on the door in the semifinals and the college football playoff, kick in the door and win a national championship. You know, 23 years of not winning a national championship at Oklahoma, and again, they're not easy. You got to, you've got to have a great team. You've got to have the right schedule. You've got to have good breaks. You've got to stay relatively uh, injury-free. And you can win one. They're tough. But 23 years at Oklahoma is way too long of a drought. So Sooner fans are starved to get that natty again. I think the way they're building this program is the way to do it. But, again, you got to go out there and produce results. And the, it, the spot the spot on the field that's really crucial, we know that in the SEC, is you, you got to be big up front. you got to have those 6'3", six, 6'4", three, uh, six, 300 guys on the defensive line. And that's what Brent Venables and Todd Bates are trying to get those guys in. Yeah, and they've got to improve in the trenches on both sides, particularly on the interior defensive line. Uh, they've, they've got to get better. They've got to get deeper. Uh, you would think they've got a lot of help coming in in the portal, obviously. Uh, they brought in a bunch of those guys on defense. You want to see some immediate results. You want to see guys like Desan McCullough making plays right off the bat. Rondell Bothroyd, Reggie Pearson Jr., you know, uh, Jacob Lacey, those kind of guys making plays for you. Like I said, when you bring in guys through the portal, you expect them to maybe not be a, a superstar starter right off the bat. Some you, you do expect to start, but uh, you want them at least to be making plays for you and be in the rotation and, uh, you know, getting a lot of snaps. So Sooner fans have to hope that is the case uh, with this Oklahoma football team. All right, I am here at Cavens Group today, and today is the kind of day you need Cavens Group. Cavens, uh, emergency situations, they are there for you in the Norman, Oklahoma City area. It is 405-573-3048. We had a lot of bad storms in the area, obviously. They do, you know, we talked about the fire remediation, water remediation, uh, you know, mold remediation and restoration. How about what a lot of people need, I'm sure, today? They need emergency board up and tarping. 
Cabins is the best in the business. They need their roof inspected. You never know. You may think, well, that hail didn't sound too bad, but you don't know for sure. You want to make sure and get that checked. Cabins will get that done for you. Chris Smith over here is one of the best in the business. Great guy as well. So give Cabins a call at 405-573-3048. Cabins Group, the very best. And, again, on a day like this where a lot of people are uh, – you know, not feeling real good because uh, their home may have been severely damaged, may have been completely damaged, and it's a place like Cabins that can come to the rescue and uh, help you out in your time of need. Again, here in the Norman area, it's 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, we'll take a timeout right here. Joe Washington on the way, little Joe, Mr. Silver Shoes himself at 1235 here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Rep. Here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, always great to be out here at a great place with a great reputation. Cavens Group, you're thinking about right now what you're going to do if you had some uh, storm damage to your home. Maybe you're unsure about uh, the uh, sturdiness of your roof or if it's going to spring a leak. Well, Cavens is the place to call here in Norman. 405-573-3048 in the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Great reputation, great people out here. They are the best in the business. We will talk to Gary uh, coming up, I think, at 135 today. It's a busy day. They've got everybody out today, as you would expect. A lot of mold remediation is what we talk about, restoration, fire and water, uh, remediation and restoration, and they're the best at that as well. Uh, and certainly they're probably dealing with some water issues today, but there's a lot of emergency board up and tarping going on today, uh, roof l- replacement perhaps, and uh, repairs certainly, and they can do roof inspection for you. Chris Smith leads up uh, the contingent here that do a great job with that. So give Cavens a call if you're looking for answers, 405-573-3048. Sooners, certainly looking for answers. After last year, hoping to uh, play football like Oklahoma plays football uh, this coming fall. And I think the schedule looks good for Oklahoma. I do think they'll be better. I think the bottom line should be nine victories. Uh, Surely you can't lose that many one-possession games. Another year of familiarity with the defense, with some reinforcements coming in, with Dylan Gabriel uh, in uh, that system again, Uh, even though he was uh, certainly in that system at uh, UCF. But um, you, you just think that they have to be better. And it would be a shock to me if they weren't considerably better coming up this fall. Now, what does that mean? Big 12 championship contender? Yes, absolutely. They should be in contention uh, to win the Big 12. And who's to say? Where was TCU picked last year, last fall? Towards the bottom. <laughs> That's exactly right. So maybe the Sooners can be this year's TCU and get back rolling again. All right, let's hear from another uh, talking head here, J.D. Piquel of On3, talking about Oklahoma's spring goals, and he says uh, it's pretty clear what the focus is on right now at OU. They have 13 transfers in right now to Norman, so they've been pretty active in the portal. Of those 13 transfers, five of those cats are from the defensive line. So what does that tell you? Brent Venable's taking a look at his roster, taking a look through the cupboard, and saying we need to get better in the trenches. We need to change the caliber and the type of player we have right now at that position group. Enter in Desan McCullough, who's going to be a dog. Enter in P.J. Adebowari from the high school level. I expect him to get some playing time early in Norman. He's not a transfer, but he's still going to be a guy that contributes on that position group. And that just, to me, is adding more quality clay to the, the statue that they're building in Norman right now. 
There you go. And, uh, yeah, the, these guys that are coming in through the portal, again, you, you go to the portal for immediate help. You know, it's uh, um, not necessarily fix-a-flat. You want a, a really good, solid new tire. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're not just trying to temporarily fix a problem. You want it fixed, but you want it to last the season and maybe beyond that for a guy like Desan McCullough, who's got a lot of years left. But, uh, you know, they, they have more options. They have a lot more options than they had a year ago on both sides of the ball. And, again, uh, we're talking about the portal. Uh, Oklahoma's adding Brennan Thompson. Speedster coming in from Texas through uh, the portal. Again, you saw that Parker had the crystal ball out there the other day, and now it's pretty obvious that Brennan Thompson is uh, coming to play wide receiver at the University of Oklahoma. And who knows what else could happen uh, with the portal. Uh, by the way, somebody was asking me to run down the Sooners' three commits thus far. Uh, the latest was K.J. Daniels, the wide receiver out of Franklinton, Louisiana. Not highly uh, rated right now, but is an absolute speed merchant, as is uh, Brennan Thompson. We're talking about really sprinter speed, track speed for both of those guys. Um, Michael Hawkins, obviously the quarterback out of Frisco, Emerson, and McKinney, Texas. Uh, four-star kid. Uh, who's committed to Oklahoma, and their first uh, commitment in this class, the 2024 class, came from Jeremiah Newcomb, the cornerback from Queen Creek, Arizona. All right, uh, Joe Washington is coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Joe's got a big event happening after the spring game at the Cohiba Lounge in Norman. And uh, if you haven't been over there, it's right across. Uh, it is just to the east of the Greek House, which is one of our favorite restaurants. Shay and I love the Greek House. And uh, I've been to the Cohiba Lounge many times. It's a cool place. Joe has a signature cigar, uh, smoked through a keyhole. They're going to have uh, all kinds of stuff out there, great deals on Joe's uh, cigar. And of course, it has a silver band. Couldn't have anything uh, other than a silver band. Uh, and there will be a lot of former Sooner legends there as well. We'll talk to Joe about that. Come hang out and, uh, you know, get some autographs, shake some hands, maybe get a few pictures as well with some Sooner legends who will be there for that event at the Cohiba Lounge. Here's an interesting question uh, that I'm getting off Twitter. Steely, who were your original sports heroes as a kid? So, like, your first favorite uh, athletes. Uh, I can is tell this, you mine. Is this OU related? No, it just okay. says, who were, who were your spur, for, first, geez, who were your first sports <laughs> heroes as a kid? And I can tell you mine were, well, I mean, uh, clearly I grew up, you know, a couple miles from the stadium, born and raised in Norman, so everything in college was OU related. But in terms of professional athletes, uh, my first basketball hero was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My first and favorite baseball player was Rod Carew when he played for the Minnesota Twins. My first football uh, hero was Mercury Morris of the Miami Dolphins because I thought, you know, he that, that was just a cool-sounding name. So those three, when it comes to the three major sports, Kareem, uh, started following him when he played for the Milwaukee Bucks before he was traded to the Lakers in that blockbuster deal. Rod Carew was my guy in baseball, and uh, Mercury Morris, the running back for the Miami Dolphins uh, in football. In terms of uh, just a general athlete or two, 
Muhammad Ali would be one, and uh, Jack Nicholas would be the other in terms of my original sports heroes. Now, you're a youngster, Connor, but in terms of uh, you know professional sports heroes, who did you start out with? Mine was uh, Kobe Bryant. I know a lot of guys had Michael Jordan growing up, but my era was the Kobe Bryant era. And OU-related, I think Sam Bradford is when I started falling in love and I got a little bit older uh, for OU football. So 2007, 2008, when Sammy B was coming around, uh, that was right up my alley. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, speaking of Joe Washington, because uh, as a kid, you know, like like kids did, and I, I don't know how they're running the autograph day, you know, fans day now, but... You used to go out, obviously, and really it was before, you know, the, they had these big lines and everything. It was just kind of a free-for-all. They'd have autograph day. Uh, this was way back when. There was still artificial turf out there at Owen Field. And uh, you could take, you know, whatever and have the players autograph it and talk to them and that kind of thing. And I, I remember that I had a a light red poster board. Wow. Because I didn't want them on a sheet of paper. So I was carrying around, like the nerd that I was, this poster board. And in the middle of it, I had taken uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the compass, I guess, and made a circle with a Sharpie in the middle. So, and I remember Dewey Selman, I was getting his autograph, and he started to sign in the circle. And I said, no, 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 hold up. That's reserved for Joe Washington. (laughs) Pretty cool. And he got a smile on his face and started laughing. He goes, all right, this for little Joe, that's fine. He sounded like right over to the right of it. But, yeah. So I, as a kid, what would I have been, like maybe 10 years old, I think, probably about 10 years old, told him that he couldn't sign in the circle. That was reserved for Joe Washington. Soul and and here we are. Someone put a good list together from the text line from the 402. Boz, Bo, Magic, and Gretzky. Those four names growing up. Pretty good list right there. We all had our uh, first sports heroes, no doubt about it. And, uh, man, I was just eating up with sports from day one. All right, break time. We're here at Cavens Group. Gary will join us coming up here in about an hour to tell us what's going on. 405-573-3048. Cavens Group on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, their website, cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. Let's take a break. On the Riverwind Casino Hotline, coming up next, former Sooner great Joe Washington. Keep it here. Welcome back. It is a Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune. And uh, Connor Pasby in for Parker today, who will be doing the uh, 2 to 6 ship today with uh, Tyler McComas. We're here at Cavens Group. Great place. 405-573-3048. You need uh, emergency uh, board up and tarping. A lot of people probably needing that today after what uh, blew through uh, Central uh, Oklahoma yesterday. Cavens is the place to call. Again, in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. In the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Let's bring in a legend on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We always love getting a chance to talk to Joe Washington, former Sooner and NFL great. Big event happening at the Cohiba Lounge. Saturday after the Sooner Spring game, Joe's signature cigar and a brand-new T-shirt, brand-new box, Sooner Legends besides Little Joe. There will be others there, so get on out there to the Cohiba Lounge uh, over 
uh, right across from the Greek House on Boyd Street Saturday after the spring game. Joe, I appreciate your time. Always love chatting with you. Uh, I want to know what kind of deal do you think Joe Washington could have gotten back in the day if we had the same rules in college football back when you played? <laughs> well, let's see. Well, first of all, hey, appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I want to, you know, you know, give a shout-out to – you know, and, and, and prayers for all the folks that, you know, were affected by this, you know, last bit of, you know, tornado that we've had come through here. And uh, I just, just hope everybody, you know, gets together and, and, and help each other. So, hey, and now uh, as far as me being, let me see, let me, let me think. Well, maybe they couldn't afford me if they had to pay me. And <laughs> I tell you what, hey, with the rules of tackling and everything, shucks. I tell you what, I would probably wear out from uh, just, you know, playing in the first quarter, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know, the thing about Joe Washington's style, I still think, you know, and everybody's got a little bit of style and swagger about him these days, but Joe back in the day, silver shoes, painted himself, uh, the cool mouthpiece, the, the, the cut-off sleeves, uh, kind of took his face mask, lowered it a little bit. Was that for vision purposes or for cool purposes? Well, yeah, I mean, you just on top of everything today. I, I, matter of fact, hey, I told everybody it was you know so I can see, which was true, but it was cool too. It let the it let the defensive guys know that I'm not afraid of them hitting me in my face because they're not going to get to it anyway. You know, it's interesting because when you got that style, you got to be able to play, right? And uh, you can always back it up with your play out there on the field. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I, um, you know, I, there are a lot of guys I enjoyed watching play. And, my, you know, my dad being, you know, uh, a coach, uh, he always told me, you know, number one, never let anybody outwork you. And number two, my mom always said, you can learn something from everybody, whether you like them or not, or you know them whatsoever. So the reason I mention that is the fact that I was the biggest thief in my neighborhood. And what I mean by that was if there was a kid in my neighborhood that did something, you know, athletically that I liked, I tried to make sure that I uh, either copied it, took it or whatever, and made it mine and perfected it. So... That, that, that's kind of how I went about things. It wasn't so much that, you know, you wanted to create a style. I think it was more so me wanting to be the individual I was. You know, I want to make sure that no one else would do the things that I would do or think about doing them. And, you know, I, no one, you know, like I'm an individual. And, and those are the things that, you know, motivated me, of course, winning more so than anything else and being able, you know, to have, you know, great teammates, which, I mean, I was, I'm was. i lucky enough to say I've, I've accomplished all of those things and especially, you know, having, you know, the teammates and being Sooners for life. Two-time national champion Joe Washington and uh, might have had a Heisman statue of his own if the Sooners had been uh, on national television more than they were, particularly during that 73 season. But uh, one of the all-time great OU running backs. And you talk about your individual style and picking up bits and pieces from other great athletes, whether it's a move or the way they go about, you know, their practice or whatever. 
mm-hmm. the great thing for you with your style and your ability, you couldn't have played for a more perfect coach who who lets, I think, players who can play do that than Barry Switzer. Well, you know, the one thing about him I can say is that, you know, he treated all of us, you know, uh, as individuals. You know, uh, he understood and he took the time to address the personalities, you know, the intellect of each and every player. And, you know, he uh, addressed you in that particular manner. He loved us all, and, you know, he treated us all the same, you know, the same as far as that individuality. And, you know, hey, he's always been for us. He's dedicated. He was a hard worker himself. And I tell you what, he had a little style of his own, too. No doubt about it. A very unique style and beloved, uh, obviously, by Sooner Nation, uh, Coach Switzer, one of a kind, no doubt. All right, Joe Washington is with us, Mr. Silver Shoes himself. Uh, which punt return were you more proud of, the one against Oklahoma State, which really was the smoke through a keyhole uh, punt return, or the one at USC? Uh, I, you know, I really like, of course, I like both of them, but I think the one against Oklahoma State <laughs> was probably one I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching because, really, the first five yards after I caught the ball, you know, uh, my brother brought to my attention. He said, you know, you did something I don't think anybody in their right mind would have even thought about doing. And the fact that I turned sideways once I caught the ball, and he said I did a little karaoke and shuffle for the first five yards. And uh, when I did that, I said, yeah, I guess I did do that. I don't know what made me do that, but I don't know. Maybe I was trying to uh, impress him with my footwork and my dancing moves or something like that. So I, I, I like that one. I really do like that one because of the first, you know, just the first five or six yards of the return. Yeah, it was a great return there in Norman against the Cowboys and a legendary moment for Joe Washington. All right, uh, in terms of your NFL career, and I'm not going to ask you a John Riggins story this time because I do that every time, but <laughs> who is the, the teammate that you looked up to? We could do a whole podcast on that. Who is the teammate that really helped you out and you looked up to uh, in the early days of your NFL career that you really respected? i tell you what, the one guy that really helped me you know, along was uh, Mercury Mars. And uh, Mercury, you know, my the year I was injured in San Diego, they got Mercury, and he was one of my favorites, you know, uh, you know, because, number one, you know, we were close in stature as far as height. Uh, he outweighed me probably about, you know, 25 pounds or whatever. He was an avid weight lift. He was quick. And he was one guy that, you know, made – made me understand, you know, what the pro game was all about. You know, the mere fact, too, you know, uh, understanding, you know, different coaches. And, and I would have to say out of all the guys and, and the buddies that I have, you know, Mercury Mars is one that had, you know, the most, you know, influential, you know, uh, effect on me as a player. That's amazing. Connor Pasby, whose name did we mention in the previous segment when somebody asked me, Steely, who were your original sports heroes? And, and I said, all right, besides the OU guys, and I've always, I, look, I'll vouch for this. I've always said that Joe was my favorite all-time OU player. I wore 24. I tried to be cool. I wasn't cool. I wasn't as athletic, obviously, but he always was. But I just said my first NFL hero was Mercury Morris. 
when he was with Miami. I thought that was the coolest name ever, and I just love Mercury Morris. All right, tell us about your cigar event. The cigar gets great reviews. Uh, it's got a silver wrapper, as it should. you got a new box. You're going to be giving away T-shirts. Let everybody know what's going to be going on at the Cohiba Lounge Saturday after the spring game. Well, we're, hey, we're celebrating again, uh, you know, the new box, you know, the new uh, 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 you know, design on the T-shirt, which is, I think is you know, it's pretty doggone cool. And you know what? Hey, for me, I'll come up with any reason in, on the planet to have a party. I'm coming out with a new box of cigars. We're thinking about another cigar to go with along with the other one. So, hey, we're partying just so we can do that. Now, we're doing that just so we can party. So, hey, after the game... We have a lot of the guys there, you know, a lot of my teammates, you know, uh, of course, you know, some of the players. Uh, it, it, it's got a bunch of players that are coming this weekend, and, you know, they're all invited. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a real fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, any excuse to throw a party. <laughs> there you go. Come meet Joe, uh, sample his cigar. They'll have boxes. They'll have individual cigars. They'll have the T-shirts, a lot of former Sooner legends. Uh, besides Joe will be there in attendance, I would be shocked if Barry Switzer's not there. I'm sure he he will be at some point. And a lot of Joe's former teammates might see the Bonds over there and others. So make sure you get out there Saturday after the spring game. Joe, always a, pr- a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great time at the event, and uh, we'll see you in Norman. All right. I appreciate you having me on. And, hey, I'll save you a few cigars, all right? Let's do it. Thank you, Joe Washington, uh-huh. joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Oh, man, that, that's He's incredible awesome. that he mentioned Mercury Morris, too. I <laughs> yeah, no we idea. just mentioned that early in the show. I know, that's crazy. But uh, I always loved his style. Um, you know, just uh, I still think I don't think there's been a cooler player at OU. And it, obviously a tremendous football player. Had one of the greatest performances on uh, Monday Night Football, also with the old Baltimore Colts back in the day. Little Joe Washington is a legend. And go see him this weekend. Sounds like it's going to be a party. It will be. All right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here at Cavens Construction, another legendary place because they do the best work in the business when it comes to emergency repairs and recovery. And a lot of people are needing that right now. Cavens, the number here in Norman in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Coming right back, we'll hit some of your texts when we get back, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Thursday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref Radio Network. I'm here at a great, great, great place, Cavens Construction, the very best in the business. Gary and the crew here do uh, great things for people in need all the time. And, man, there's some people in need after the tornadoes that came through. Uh, this part of Oklahoma, uh, thoughts and prayers to the people in Cole, the people in Shawnee. We had a few fatalities. We had a lot of destruction, and I can't imagine what that feeling would be like to see your home leveled or, uh, you know, just all of the different issues that come up from a situation like that. Uh, you know, we, we thought for a while we were going to be down in the storm shelter a lot. Tornado sirens were blowing left and right. I think we had four different tornado sirens. We were very lucky. Some people weren't as lucky. And uh, that's where a place like Cavens comes in. Uh, maybe you just had some roof damage from the hail or uh, obviously the high winds. They do roof replacement and repairs. 
Uh, best in the business, roof inspections. Chris Smith and his crew here at Cavens will get you taken care of. And uh, if you need uh, emergency board up and tarping, they're also the best at that as well. Cavens Group here in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa area in the 918, it's 918-282-7612. Riverwind Casino also, man, I was worried for my my folks out at Riverwind last night because we're watching the coverage. You know how you just can't turn away from the weather coverage. And, um, you know, this is headed right for Riverwind Casino. And I'm like, what? And it made a left turn and missed. But it was uh, close. Yeah, it was it was close. So my man Justin and the uh, great folks out there at Riverwind Casino uh, caught a break as well. They had people sheltered there, and they were ready uh, for what could have happened but didn't happen. But uh, Riverwind, of course, we love Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games, all the best uh, electronic games, all your favorite table games as well. They have a great poker room. They have the uh, best gaming, the best bars and dining. Best service, a great hotel right there attached to the casino. And, again, as I said, we now have shows coming back to the Showplace Theater. That will be happening shortly. The renovation is nearly done there, and that means shows at the Showplace, Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. What a way to kick off the festivities there. Then in July, we also have Collective Soul, July 21st, Josh Turner on the 28th of July, the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias, July 29th. In August, it's Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. Counting Crows, August 25th. Uh, some great shows in September. REO Speedwagon, September 8th. And Chicago, September 15th. Heck, heck of a lineup right there. And that's just, we're just getting warmed up with that lineup. Many more great bands and artists to come as we welcome back the Showplace Theater officially as a concert venue June 23rd. That's another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Uh, do we want to get a couple texts in? We've got T.J. Eckert coming up at the top of the hour to talk Sooner Spring football and uh, Tiger's foot surgery coming up here in just a bit. Connor, if you want to head to the uh, yeah. text line, feel free, 405-651-3439. We got one from Russ in Atlanta. You should have asked Mr. Washington if he ever used the USC return to get a free car wash or car battery or something bigger from Russ I in mean, Atlanta. The, the USC return, I think, netted maybe like two yards, but I think Joe Washington ran for like 100 yards. Yeah, he ran and, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and you can uh, you can find that on YouTube, Joe Washington punt return USC. And I remember, you know, that those were the days where I listened to that game. It was a night game at the Coliseum. They played to a tie. That was a great USC team with uh, Pat Hayden and Lynn Swan and, uh, J.K. McKay, they, it was, they were the number one team in the country, and Oklahoma went in there to the Coliseum, probably should have won the game, uh, but they ended up in a tie, and I remember listening to that game on the radio. You know, Believe it or not, not all the games were on TV, and well, we still had phones with cords. Yeah. So still, I listened uh, to my, the majority of the OU games uh, that I enjoyed growing up were on the radio. So the two big putt returns that Joe Washington had, he did say the OSU one was the one that he, uh, the favorite that he had between the two. Yeah, and that's another great one. You can find that on YouTube. I was in the stands on that side of the stadium as a kid, and he did a little uh, hesitation, pirouette, kind of turned uh, sideways. And, you know, it looked like there was there were a bunch of players locked up, about five or six players, and all of a sudden Joe Washington comes out of the pile. 
right down the uh, right boundary and scored. So he was uh, he was an awesome player. And I'll, hit, I'll, hit one more, teams. I'll hit one more text here from the 405. We're still giving some sports icons growing up. Someone said Mantle, uh, David Justice, Griffey Jr., uh, Michael Jordan, and Deion Sanders. The five names right there. Mickey Mantle to, uh, you know, my dad's generation. I mean, yeah. Mickey Mantle was it. Mickey Mantle. My dad loved and worshipped uh, Oklahoma football and especially Bud Wilkinson. But And Mickey Mantle had signed to play at OU, if I'm not mistaken. No, he did, uh, yeah. I remember yeah, hearing was, that story. Yeah, yeah it was clearly a great athlete and uh, beloved by Yankee fans and you know, the, the ending with Mickey Mantle, you know, he obviously had an alcohol issue, and we lost him way too young. But I loved his attitude. Uh, he was such a – he didn't think of himself as a superstar. You know, he's like he told the kids, don't be like me, you know, <laughs> basically. But, uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, just an icon. And uh, for Yankees fans and certainly – uh, sports fans of that generation here in Oklahoma, Mickey Mantle was it. There's no doubt. Okay, we'll get to some more texts coming up here in a little bit. Parker is going to be doing 2-6 to six today. Don't forget, we have big pregame festivities for you Saturday morning at two great locations, Balfour on Campus Corner and Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. And afterwards, we'll be at Yo Pablo for postgame. So we'll have you covered for the Sooner Spring Game coming up this weekend. I'll be out there with T-Row at Balfour to start the festivities at 10 a.m. Tyler uh, will be over at Yo Pablo. We are going to get you all the pregame information you need and reaction afterwards right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Also want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113, for sponsoring our first hour. Be right back. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at Noon. With Mike Steely and Parker Thune, hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000 or shoot the guys a text at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. We got two men talking all right, let's jump into hour number two here from Caven's Group. Gary's going to join us coming up in a little bit. Very busy man today. Their crews are out everywhere today helping uh, fellow Oklahomans out. And we'll talk to Gary about, uh, Gary about what's happening uh, coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the news is in. The Sooner basketball team has added their second player from the portal Javion McCullough, the guard from Siena, was first. John Hugley, big man from Pitt. According to John Rothstein, uh, John Hugley has committed to play for Porter Moser and the Oklahoma Sooners. 6'9", uh, kid, will be playing uh, his senior season. Uh, last year for Pitt, he averaged eight points and four rebounds per game, shot 48% from the floor. So, John Hugley is the second addition uh, through the portal coming from Pitt to uh, Oklahoma. Again, the first was Javion McCullough, the guard from Siena. T.J. Ecker joins us to start out the hour on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Uh, T.J., first got to talk about our man Tiger. How about the foot surgery, the ankle surgery 
Um, you know, initially I saw one doctor who re- responded to the uh, one of the tweets out there. Well, this is 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 not going to help him. You know, you've got torque and you got to be able to you know have some mobility in that ankle. And uh, but now the report is apparently this was the kind of surgery, according to his doctor, that can help him uh, golf wise moving forward. So what what do we make of Tiger? Clearly, there's going to be a long rehab again. But do you think this is more about just his health, being able to walk again without pain, and, uh, you know, maybe caddy for uh, Charlie at these uh, events coming up, or do you think Tiger's still interested in uh, teeing it up out there and trying to win again? Yeah, Steely, it's a good question. And it's, I mean, first off, I'm glad he got it addressed because he looked awful uh, at the Masters on that Saturday or when I, the, the rounds ran together there with the rain. I think it was on Saturday. It was the third round where he was just, I mean, he looked miserable. So, I'm glad he's getting it fixed. You know, you can see a lot of different Twitter doctors on there. It sounds like from the majority of stuff you read is is that this is going to help him walk with less pain or to no pain. It kind of fixes that foot-ankle issue that he's been having. I mean, you know, the plantar fasciitis was bothering him. He may have gotten some arthritis in that leg from the operations he's had. So I think, to me, and, and this is all speculation, of course, because it's ultimately up to Tiger. I think he still thinks he has the game to play. And so I think he's trying to do everything he can to kind of go one final push with the body he has. And so that's the way I'm treating this right now is he's he's doing this operation. He's going to rehab. He's probably out the rest of the year. I, I, I think eight weeks is some of the timetable, six to eight weeks. And so probably not going to make it back for the Open. That would probably be the best case scenario if he was back for that, but I don't think he will. Um, I think this is something where he's going to push for next year and – Hope the body holds together. I mean, that's that's the hope right now, anyway, for me. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're old enough, TJ. You're still one of the young ones out there. But the old board game operation, <laughs> yeah. uh, old people will remember that. You know, they had the broken heart, the wrenched ankle, and all of that stuff. And this dude had everything, you know, uh, going on with him. Tiger yeah. feels like the guy in the Operation board game. By the way, at the uh, old frat house back in the day, we, we used to play Operation for beers. Which you would, if you set off the thing, you know, then you had to down a beer. So that got very fun. And, of course, that was a real mature activity back in the day. But, yeah, Tiger, man, he's got screws and wires and all kinds of stuff. He's, he's half uh, man, half, half robot now, it seems like. T.J. Acker joining us, uh, KTUL TV sports director here to start out our second hour. All right, spring game. No spring game at Tulsa. No spring game in Stillwater, so this is it for you spring game fans. And, T.J. Eckert, I know you're one of them. What's what's on your checklist uh, to get done uh, at the spring game Saturday? First things first, Steely, just trying to understand the scoring. That's that's where we're at yeah, right now is yeah. making sure I understand how they're going to keep score. So we're going to do that. That's, that's what I'm going to do on the drive down on Saturday is, is get a good calculation of how that's going to happen. Uh, from there, you know, it's so hard to, to really – people do it all the time, taking, you know, overreactions from spring games. It's so, it's so hard to really glean anything. Uh, I am curious. There are some things you can kind of tell. I'm curious to see how Dylan Gabriel's uh, chemistry looks with some of the new wide receivers in that room. I think that'll be something to keep an eye on at least. I'll be curious to see how the new defensive guys look on from the transfer portal how they look with this defense, at least in a game-like setting in the stadium. We've seen them all in practice. They've all made some pretty good plays. That's great. But seeing them in a game-like setting with fans in the stands, like that's all stuff you're, I'm curious to see. Because I, I mean, 
again, not doing any overreactions, but last spring it didn't feel like the defense was all that – they were still learning. And so that was kind of the concern coming out of the spring last, last year was, man, the defense looks a little behind. So now you kind of see second year under Brent Venables, there's some new guys sliding into some leadership roles. How is the defense, how is the scheme going to look uh, this time, this go-around? So that would be interesting to do some comparisons from last year to this year. T.J. Eckert, a guest on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. What do you think the realistic expectation should be for this Sooner team in the fall? Well, I mean, the the obvious realistic one is to is to have more wins than last year. I think. I mean, I think that's that's a given, and the schedule feels like it sets up that way. Um, you know, I feel like anything under ten wins nowadays in Norman is considered a disappointment. So. I would imagine something around ten wins. That should be that should be the goal. I mean, making it back to the Big Twelve Championship. Obviously, there's there's ladder goals you can have. Make it to the Big Twelve Championship. You know, make the playoff, whatever. Um, but I think it I think it starts hitting that ten win mark. And I wouldn't say it's. I don't I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Um, I, I understand that they're still working through some things with the roster, and you know, it's only a second year there, but. Obviously, you've got to improve off last season. As I mentioned earlier, the schedule sets up nicely. So I, th- I think I think 9, 10 wins right there, I, I think that's, for me, that's probably fairly realistic. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, they can go undefeated and win a national championship. Like, I'm not going to go that far. But I think winning 9, 10 games, I think that's that's easily doable. All right, yeah, and, and this year, again, is so pivotal because the the world's going to change. Uh, you know, if we yep. fast forward a year from now, we're talking about a spring game and getting ready to go into the SEC. And look, I, yep. I said when this uh, decision was made, I thought it was the right move for the future of the program. Uh, you know, things changed when Muleshoe left, but I, I still think Brent is going to end up being a really good hire. I like how they're trying to build this, but, man, it's uh, how do you think the, uh, the OU fans are going to deal with you know, well, they just dealt with six and seven, but an occasional, you know, seven and five or so in the SEC. Now, again, I think if Oklahoma gets it right, there are going to be very few of those, and there might even be that national championship down the road that they're uh, wanting so much right now. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be see- interesting to see how the OU fans react to what to what's new once they get there. Yeah, I think you know, Steely and. and- I like to think OU fans are are fairly rational. I, there are times where we can overreact a little bit, sure. But you know, I think when you you get upset with six and six when you're losing to teams in the Big Twelve that you've routinely beat for decades, right? You go to the SEC True. and you're playing some of these maybe more name brand type programs. Now, now don't go to the SEC and lose to Mizzou and Vandy and you know teams like that. That that'd be a bad start. But you know, if you go eight and four. Seven and five, you mentioned, and you're losing. You've lost to number one Georgia, number three Alabama. You you drop a road game at number eleven Florida. You know whatever, whatever the ranking. I think I think there's probably a little bit more you can stomach if you're an OU fan, knowing the types of teams you're playing. You still don't want to lose games, but I, I feel like hopefully there's some rationale there from Sooner fans. Okay, uh, got a little indoor football happening in Tulsa now, right? How's that going? <laughs> yeah. Tulsa Oilers are back. Uh, played their first home game last weekend. Uh, it's been it's been pretty interesting, pretty fun to watch. Uh, they're not great. It's an expansion team, so it's a new team in the league. I don't know if that's the same as if it would be an expansion team in another organization, like if they didn't get the same 
you know, roster ability that some of these other teams do with teams that, you know, returning players and stuff. So they're learning, they're growing. Marvin Jones is a head coach. He was a big time uh, defensive uh, lineman at, or linebacker or defensive end, Florida State, played in the NFL for a while. Uh, he's doing a good job. There's some local ties, uh, actually one for me, Josh Crockett went to Bristow and was a receiver of mine at UCO and then uh, was on the practice squad with the Chiefs for a year or two. So uh, he's a good player. There's some good talent. It's fun to watch. And right now, honestly, it's football in April and May and June, so it could, it could be a lot worse, Steely. We're getting to watch football. There had to be one part of T.J. Eckert, former quarterback, UCO, that thought, <laughs> you know, maybe I could be Kurt Warner and start in that league and get back to the show, right? Listen, don't let's not hang that. Let's not hang up on that just yet, Steely. There might be a chance. You never know. There you go. TJ, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hopefully Tiger will be on the men soon, and uh, I, I still don't think he's going to win again. But you know what? If I could still see him playing, uh, you know, pain-free and at least be contending somewhat, I'd be very happy with that. And by the way, he'll be on the bag when Charlie wins the green jacket in like uh, 2032, So, which will be really <laughs> cool. That'll be a great celebration. TJ, Love we that. appreciate it, man. Have a great rest you of your day. Daily. T.J. Eckert, KTUL-TV Sports Director, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. I am here at Cavens Group. Gary will join us a little bit later on. Let's get to your text when we get back, 405-651-3439. It was a very simple uh, question I got off Twitter from a listener early that uh, got a lot of uh, reaction. Who were your original sports heroes? And I said, as a kid, my original, and I, I went away from college to uh, pro because it was the, all the OU players, basically. But uh, in basketball, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Baseball, Rod Carew. Football, Mercury Morris. And then uh, two other from just the world of sports, Muhammad Ali and Jack Nicholas. Those would have been my five. So uh, a lot of people have chimed in on that. Some people with some Joe Washington memories. So we've got a lot of texts coming up. And the line, the text line is always available to you, 405-651-3439. Mike Steely with Connor Pasby. Parker's in 2-6 to six today here on The Ref. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby today. Parker doing 2-6. to six. I'm here at Cavens Group. Gary will join us in the uh, next segment. You need uh, help. You need cleanup. You need uh, just some reassurance. Maybe you need your roof inspected. Maybe you need a roof repair or a new roof after the tornadoes that blew into central Oklahoma yesterday. Cavens Group, they will work with you. They're your one-stop shop here in Norman and Oklahoma City. It is 405-573-3048. And in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, so we're going to the Air Comfort Solutions text line in just one second, or the text line, 405-651-3439. Second time I've done that. I'm about, but that's only two out of, like, 50,000 so far, so that's okay. That's all right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Gary's going to join us in the next segment. Uh, got a uh, Twitter question again, DM'd, by the way. Steely, what is it looking like? I heard Parker talking about some new possibilities on the D-line in terms of prospect in the uh, upcoming class. Well, you know, we've talked about the big four, Will Winery, David Stone, Zadavian Sims, and uh, Nigel Smith. And Parker yesterday mentioned that the Sooners are at least in the hunt for uh, Dominic McKinney 
out of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, at least in the ballpark, and Joseph Jonah Ujanye from uh, Conroe, Texas. So uh, he can talk more about that. So, again, you would think that I know people are upset that Todd Bates didn't close the deal on some of these guys last class. Uh, there were other factors involved. I think Todd Bates did about as good a job as you can do with D.J. Hicks last last class, but A&M came in with, uh, you know, some in, some inducements Yeah, was certainly part of it. But you would think, again, David Stone will be in town this weekend. Uh, Winnery, they're in really good shape, it looks like, early on. Uh, Zadavian Sims, again, is an Oklahoma kid. Nigel Smith has been high on Oklahoma for a while. McKinney and Ujanye, you know, at least apparently they're in, they're in the ballpark there with a shot. And that's all you ask for. But you would think, um, you know, if they could get two of those guys, particularly if you could get Winarian Stone, and McKinney's a five-star too. Um, but, you know, you get, uh, I think Parker said he would take the over right now on, on two and a half. So because it, everywhere you look, they're leading on Winary. Uh I know Stone, there's been some, you know, Michigan State's been involved, and certainly uh, Sooner fans are very leery after what happened last year with D.J. Hicks, but they appear to be, uh, you know, leading for David Stone, Nigel Smith, and Avian Sims. Uh, they've got shots at all of those guys. And you would think you can get two of those guys. You'd be in really good shape. If you could get three, that would be really good. Yeah, if, all if, right. Or if you start off with David Stone, you can grab some attention and maybe get one or two guys. But I think it's, yeah. re- it's really important to get David Stone, a kid that's played high school football, uh, in Oklahoma. So, man, if you can keep him in state, that's huge. And a five-star, and that's what everyone wants, those uh, big five-star guys to commit to Oklahoma. And maybe grab one or two def- defensive line transfers as well. Yes. All right. 405-651-3439. Connor, I'll let you do the honors. Yeah, so uh, we're getting some text. Uh, OU men's basketball, if you missed it, we got a transfer commitment from Pitt, uh, John Hugley. He said, Steelman, he averaged 15-9 and last year. I think he was actually injured this past year. He averaged 15-9 and in the 2021-22 season. Okay. So he played played a little bit this past season, but he got banged up. I thought the numbers I was looking at were for last year. Uh, So the previous year, uh, you know, that would be – those numbers look a lot better, obviously. But uh, I was trying to look those up last second on my phone in about, you know, 60 seconds. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm sure that's correct. And if they got J.B. and McCollum again, the guard from Siena, uh, yesterday committed. So, I'm trying to multitask here. Yeah, and someone also asked, uh, how good is this McCollum kid from the basketball portal? And is, is he related to the NBA player or the assistant coach we had way back? I'm not sure on that. I don't think he's related to C.J. No, I, I – I... We would have heard, surely, if he was related to C.J. McCollum, uh, you would think, unless he's like a distant relative. Um, but uh, I don't – Ray McCollum, was that the guy, the guy that was on the OU staff back Maybe. in the day? Yes. I, believe, I think so. I don't think so there either. I'm not 100% certain. But, uh, you know, uh, Sienna, one of their best players, and – he uh, he's a guy that a lot of people took a look at, and uh, you know Oklahoma really zeroed in on him. I'd like to tell you I've seen him play. I haven't. I've seen the highlights on YouTube or whatever, and you just don't know. You just, I mean, yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> and he, he's, right? he's not a, he's not a big guard, six one, six two, but 
A kid that averaged 16 points a game, you'll take that. You need a guy that can just put the ball in a cup because last year OU struggled offensively, so you'll take that through Mm -hmm. the portal. Yeah, absolutely. All right, 405-651-3439. Joe from Guthrie. Mike, out of all sports, who is your favorite player ever? Out of all sports, man. Maybe college and pros. Uh, probably Larry Bird, because as I said, my initial number one, uh, basketball, uh, player that I, I just thought was awesome. And, you know, he was, he was my guy was, was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, uh, you know, I, as a kid, I would draw pictures and color all of my favorite athletes and Kareem probably got the most. But if I had to pick one later, it was Larry Bird. And it was so weird with Larry Bird because the first time I saw Larry Bird, and you'd heard about him at Indiana State, but not every game was on back then. And we finally got to see Larry Bird, you know, eventually at Indiana State. But I saw him on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and I said, that dude looks too nerdy. Surely he can't play. (laughs) And the dude could play his, you know, what off. And it just used to – I just fell in love with Larry Bird. Because he was this dude that looked like, you know, the hick from French Lick. They got him off the back of a garbage truck. He left Bob Knight in the Indiana program, went back to French Lick, ends up at Indiana State, and becomes a legend. So if I had to pick one, it'd be Larry Bird. Yeah, and I should have mentioned Derek Jeter. That's one that I kind of looked up to, too. I know he gets a lot of hate. Maybe people say he's overrated. But, yeah, Derek Jeter was uh, one of my guys growing up on the Yankees. Someone from the 405 says, Spring 73, Oklahoma 24. I don't think Ted Roof and the three-man front can stop them. That's from Landon House. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the – you've probably seen it already, but the format for the spring game, the Bulls behind it, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, it gives the defense some incentive, obviously. Not that they wouldn't have incentive, but – it makes it interesting. It's spring football, so I, I am going to lose. I'm going to lose track of the scoring and have no idea what the heck is going on. Yeah, I. You know, I. There's an old adage out there. Most ad. There's never a new adage. Have you noticed that? But, yeah, I know. There's a new adage, but it's an, there's an old adage that if one side of the ball is clearly better than the other, that spells not good going into the fall. <laughs> so, you know, and. Um, you know, in the spring game, the one thing is nobody's ever going to be happy because a player, you know, let's say it's uh, uh, Nick Anderson goes up and makes a phenomenal catch. It's going to be, well, where was the DB or whatever, yeah. you know. So there's there's uh, going to be uh, some criticism on, on either side. But it's, you- it's, it's always on the DBs in the spring game. It feels like they pay more attention to the defensive side than the excellent plays offensively. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what was the uh, highlight play last year? Micah Bowens to Jaden Gibson, 95-yard touchdown pass, right? The long strides of Gibson. But uh, let's see, from Shark, this is about uh, Joe Washington. He says, also the hurdle over the Kansas player near the south end zone in the 23-3 loss. I mean, you Google up an image of Joe Washington, and that's going to be the first one that comes up. I would almost guarantee it that it's that – uh, that leap, he was such a phenomenal, exciting player. He was just, he was awesome. 
trying to think. He also said, uh, who is it? Nolan something was their, the Kansas quarterback. Nolan Cromwell. Cromwell, yes. Cromwell. And they beat Oklahoma 23-3 to in 75 in Norman. And Nolan Cromwell uh, became an all-pro safety. I think was it, I think the bulk of his career was with the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, Nolan Cromwell. But he ended up being a good running quarterback. The Sooners fumbled the ball like nine times that yeah. day. The fans booed the uh, Steve Davis coming off the field, even though that was Steve Davis's first loss ever. So you can imagine what Twitter would have looked like because those were fans in the stadium uh, booing Steve Davis, who finally lost a football game. I think OU had a 28-game winning streak going, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken. They did have one tie in there, the one with USC. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, it was Nolan Cromwell. Uh, almost positive he was a safety uh, with the Rams, maybe for his entire NFL career okay. or most of it. Kevin in Tulsa says, OU running backs were better back in the day because they were running from the Selman bros. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And those practices, man. They're they're uh, rough. They're rough offensively if you're a running back. They had more time to, you know, they didn't have the restrictions they had then in terms of you can only practice for so long or whatever. So, yeah, I'm sure they were well-schooled. And believe me, those defenses were tremendous as well back in the day. All right, we get a break right here. Mike Steely at Cavens Group. Gary's going to join us here in a few minutes. We still have time to hear from you. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Connor's in with us today. Parker's going to be on at 2 o'clock and do the 2 to 6 shift today right here on the ref. Stay with us. We're coming right back. All right, Mr. Brightside here, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Steele, along with Connor Pasby. Good to have you with us on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Parker's doing 2 to 6 today right here on the Ref. Don't forget, 10 a.m. Saturday morning uh, from two great locations on Campus Corner, Balfour and Yo Pablo. I'll be over there, uh, T-Row. Uh, we'll be there at 10 a.m. as well, and uh, we'll talk about the Sooner Spring Game festivities. Kyler Murray's uh, Heisman statue dedication happening at 11:30 over at Heisman Park, and uh, once again, we will be with you uh, after the game as well over at Yo Pablo. And I will tell you, Balfour is a great place, man. If you're looking for Sooner gear and souvenirs, that's the place. Jerry and the crew over there will uh, work with you and let you know what they have that's new and uh, basically anything you can imagine they have over there at Balfour. And I'm sure I'll be running the credit card again over there coming up uh, Saturday morning. All right, uh, Gary Caven should be joining us here in a few minutes. I know that Gary's got a busy day happening today. His, uh, his groups, his units, his teams are out all over the place today. Uh, again, a lot of people needing um, emergency board up and tarping. I'm sure they're doing a lot of roof inspections and uh, repairs today um, just because of what happened with the uh, the tornadoes in the area last night. Cavens is the place that a lot of people call, and that's the right call to make. Here in Norman, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. And we got, we got Gary, by the way, Mike. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, uh, Gary. Uh, I'm sure busy day for you. Uh, how's it look out there? I'm sure there are certain areas that just don't look good at all. 
Well, I'm getting reports back from some of my team members and stuff. You know, they say that the big hell down in South Blanchard and, um, you know, certain parts of the state are looking worse than others for sure. But if, you know, you need a, a roof inspection or emergency board ups or emergency tarping, give us a call. We have guys and crews on standby, you know, just 405-573-3048 or go to cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S group.com. You know, we've mentioned a lot. I, I know we talk a lot about fire, water, and mold, remediation, and restoration. But one of the things that we have highlighted every week is the emergency board up in tarping and the uh, roof replacement and repairs and inspection. And that's really what we're highlighting today because there are a lot of people certainly in need of those services today. Yes. Yes, there are. And, you know, and I was like I was talking with Plank a little bit earlier today. You know, it's important to, to read those contracts because a lot of these out-of-state roofers and even some of the uh, not-so-reputable roofers in Oklahoma, which there are some, you know, they, what they do is they come out and they'll tarp your roof for free, and then they'll, when you sign the contract or they'll tarp your roof and have you sign a contract, and then you'll lock, they'll lock you into the entire process having to work with them. So be really careful what you sign right now. Um, you know, get your property secured. Get things moving forward, but be careful what you sign because at Cavens, we don't do that. We do have contracts, but we don't lock you in past what we're doing as far as emergency repairs and tarping and then the roofing and, and all that other kind of stuff is totally different contracts. But a lot of roofers out there try to lock it all into one. And when you're in a situation like this, you know, it's an emergency situation. You just want to get your property secured. But take a moment. Make sure that you're not locking yourself into something long-term that you don't necessarily want to work with the whole entire time. So just be careful of that while you guys are out there. One number to call, well, in Norman and Oklahoma City, it is 405-573-3048. If you're in the Tulsa area, it's 918-282-7612. Cavens Group on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Their website is cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, Cavens Group. Dot com. How did you How did you all handle the uh, the weather last night? Well, it, we did pretty good uh, overall, you know. Um, you know, but you know, sirens going off and a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, it's just it's just uh, we're we're one of the lucky ones that didn't have any damage. But you know, the people that aren't so lucky, we're here to help. This is what we specialize in. This is what we train in, and. You know, uh, one of the big things is just remember, we serve the entire state. So wherever you're at, if you have issues, give us a call. We'll do a free inspection on your property and kind of work with you and kind of help you out. Absolutely, folks. And, again, uh, Gary and, and the Cavens Group, they've got so many awards, and uh, they're beloved in the uh, community because they give back. They invest in the community. They're not here today, gone tomorrow. That's not the kind of outfit we're talking about. Cavens Group has been here for a long time, going to continue to be successful and serving the community and doing a great job here for a long time. They gave back over the last five years well over $400,000 to the community. That's the kind of business that they are, long-term, goal-oriented, and you only uh, get the kind of reviews that uh, they get all the time because the community loves not only the job that they do, but the giving part of it as well. They are invested in their community. Gary, any last uh, notes you want to pass along to people that they need to know uh, with all this cleanup? No, just 
be careful about those contracts. That's really important because you don't want to lock yourself into something. And if you have questions, give us a call. We're happy to answer questions for you. We're happy to come out and secure your property. We're happy to come out and tarp your property um, or emergency board up. And there is a right way to emergency board up and a wrong way to emergency board up. I've actually been trained on it, took classes on it. But you can cause more damage to your property that the insurance may not necessarily pay for because it was after the storm. So just be careful on the emergency board up and that kind of stuff. Make sure you hire a professional and, and let us, you know, get in there and secure it because in pretty much all cases the insurance is going to cover that. There you go. Gary Cabins, he's the man in Cabins Group. That's uh, who you want to go with. Again, here in the Norman, Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048. And uh, serving uh, Tulsa and Stillwater as well, 918-282-7612. Gary, I know you're a busy man. Your crews are everywhere, but they're available for people. They will get to you quickly. That's what they do, and they're the experts in the field. We'll talk to you next time, Gary. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Gary Cabins joining us, and he's out and about today. Normally, Gary can uh, come in here in the uh, in the studios out here at Cabins and be on the headset with us. Not today, not today. He's, he's busy man. Getting, he's out there getting work done. Here's an interesting question coming from Twitter. Steely, what did you think of Presti's presser, and what do you think the long term lineup looks like for OKC? You know, I I didn't get because I was coming over here. I didn't get a chance to uh, to watch any of it. I did see a lot of the quotes. I mean, it was typical Sam Presti-isms. and his press conferences. You know, they're a little bit they're a little bit too much. Hey, I'm smarter than you guys. I don't think he tries to come off that way, and he is. First of all, he is. But you know that that I don't know that stuff. I just uh, that it always kind of makes me laugh a little bit but i will say this the dude is a tremendous general manager and i know there were people that were frustrated for a while with tanking and they didn't get that championship but i don't think you can find a better general manager for the franchise than sam presti so i'm a big fan i'm a big fan he proved he proved how good he is once again this season with the lineup that the thunder had and the expectations they uh, proceeded. I mean, seven, they're projected what seventeen wins, and now you get forty-one. That's a remarkable job what they did this season. Yeah, well, they were sixteen over the Vegas uh, number for their projected wins, and uh, like I said, now this team going forward, uh, the expectations are there again. I mean, not to win a championship yet, but certainly to be uh, a contender to maybe be one of the top four or five seeds in the playoffs next season in the West. As far as the lineup, I think the guys that you're 100% in on moving forward clearly are uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddey, J-Dub, and Chet Holmgren. Then there are other guys kind of in that next tier. Uh, And I would put a Lou Dort in there in the next tier that not necessarily guaranteed, oh, yeah, these guys are going to be here, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, but likely to be around. Lou Dort would be one. I think Isaiah Joe's one of those now. I think Kenrich Williams still because they like his locker room presence. I think Usman Jang because he still has potential and he's still so young. And I think Jay Will. I think he yeah. has uh, worked his way into that mix. The question you have moving forward now is, you know, like what's the long-term status? Could it be trade bait? Could it be uh, guys like Trey Mann or Aaron Wiggins, Poku, 
uh, JRE, what's going to happen with Dario Saric, who came over uh, late in the season. I do know this, the Thunder, again, going to pick 12 or better if they move up, so they should get another good draft pick. They do have a lot of those first-round picks that they can utilize again. People are saying, well, you know, you've got to start using these picks. Remember what happened to Danny Ainge in Boston? Well, they did use some last year to move up, and they got Usman Jang, right? Because that 12th pick was there because it was the the Clippers pick. Then they were able to move up and get Usman Jang by utilizing some of those future picks. So Sam Presti said today he's not afraid. They're not going to be scared when it comes to using those picks. They also have a ton of money under the cap for next year. Uh, So they they can move up and uh, they can bring in a veteran. Uh, Clearly they need a big physical presence. Uh, you know, somebody who can be a rim protector and block shots. Can Chet yeah. Holmgren do that on the defensive end? Yeah, to an extent. But I also think, you know, if you could get, um, you know, there aren't many Steven Adamses out there. But you've got to be more physical and bigger, uh, particularly on the defensive end. Yeah, you got you got to bring in a big uh, veteran, big guy underneath. But they got some thinking to do with the starting five for next year, whether you can put Chet in right away or maybe bring Dort in off the bench. But – Hey, Mike, the last time the Thunder had the 12th pick, you got J-Dub, and that's been working out quite fine for this year. Oh, man, arguably Sam Presti's best pick. I mean, yep. uh, I don't know that there's been a better one. He's had some good ones, and look, you, you swing and a miss on some of them, Cole Aldrich and others. But, uh, you know, and you can look back and say, well, Steven Adams over Giannis at the time. Okay, well, we thought that Giannis had some talent, but nobody expected Giannis to turn into the, uh, I mean, the, this absolute superstar, legendary player. Uh, and that was maybe more of a need pick than anything else. But at the same time, yeah, there's no doubt that uh, J-Dub, Santa Clara Williams, has been an absolute home run, grand slam home run for Sam Presti and the organization. All right, break time right here. Come back. We'll get some final texts in. 405-651-3439. Talk a little more Sooner Spring football when we get back as well here on The Ref. The Sooner women, OU softball, dominating again, 39-1. 31-game winning streak, trampling college football like Godzilla did Tokyo back in the day. Just absolutely crushing people. And uh, the Sooners will be at Baylor Friday night, 6.30, Saturday, 2 p.m., and Sunday at 1 o'clock. Of course, Baylor, the only team to beat Oklahoma earlier this season in the Getterman Classic, uh, and that was back in February, February 19th, when the Sooners lost 4-3. to So, uh, revenge, maybe. Chris Plank had uh, Patty Gasso on the other day, and Patty Gasso said, you know what? I'm fine with you calling it a revenge situation. Uh, Plank, we like the word revenge. Okay. <laughs> we take pride in um, our play, and if somebody beats us, we kind of tip our hat, we go back to the drawing board, and we learn, and we find ways to get better. We definitely have done that. And to this team, it's like full circle. Okay, you saw us the second weekend, uh, and we didn't, we didn't, I mean, you guys played well, you flat out beat us. No excuses. But they're very anxious to come back kind of full circle and say, okay, now this is April, and this is who we are. And I think it's hard to beat us twice. And our team takes a lot of pride in the fact that. 
you may beat us once, but it's really hard for you to beat us twice. I think they really feel that in, in a sense. And so there's nothing I have to do in motivating this weekend. <laughs> I'm really excited about um, our approach and what we're going to bring. Patty Gasso on the Plank Show uh, yesterday. So the OU women uh, at uh, Baylor tomorrow night, 630, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1 o'clock. Big 12 ERA, Nicole May, number 1, 0.51. Alex Storacco, number 2, 0.80. And Jordy Ball, number 3, at 1.27. So, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it is ridiculous. And uh, they're such a fun team to watch. And uh, I think they represent the university very well. If you ever see any of these ladies out, like in public, and I know my wife and I, Shay and I, have at dinner and stuff, they're just, they're just good, uh, good young ladies as well, in addition to being great uh, softball players. Uh, Suderman's baseball at Texas, Friday, 7 p.m., Saturday, 2.30 and a Sunday at 2.30 in Austin. This Sooner Weekly Update brought to you by Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or business. Contact them at 405-329-1940. Riverwind Casino, we were talking about it. This is going to be a busy weekend in Normantown, right? Spring game. We start with our pregame festivities again at 10 a.m. at Balfour and at Yo Pablo. You have Kyler Murray's Heisman statue dedication at 11.30 a.m. over in Heisman Park. You have the spring game at 2.30. You've got a lot of things happening. And Riverwind Casino, if you're going to the spring game, a great idea would be go by Riverwind afterwards. You'll have a great chance to have a great meal. You could do it at, uh, you know, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the River Buffet. They've got a great food court over there. They are also wrapping up their 30K nest egg winnings promotion, and the preliminary drawings start at 2 o'clock. Have your wild card. Again, you could be called in the random hot seat drawings. They'll do that every half hour a couple times, and, again, you could win $400 in cash. That is 2 to 9.30, so we have plenty of time after the spring game to get over there to Riverwind Casino. And then at 10 p.m., they're going to have a couple more random hot seat drawings. And those two lucky patrons... The grand prize winners are going to win at least $1,200 in cash because any unclaimed cash amounts that aren't picked up during the preliminary rounds will go in that fund, so they're going to win at least $1,200 in cash. Plus, it'll be a seafood night at the River Buffet, just a great chance to go out and have some fun, as always, at uh, Riverwind Casino. So, And I will be out there tomorrow, as I always am on Friday, to see Justin Reed, Colin, and company out there at Riverwind as we'll have our uh, show live from Riverwind Casino tomorrow. Okay, we are out of time. I'm out of breath. I'm old. I'm standing up, and I'm out of breath. When I stand up, I get out of breath very easily. That's probably not good. I need to go see a doctor. Okay, uh, thanks to everybody here, Gary Cabins and uh, Amanda and the crew here, Chris. They're, they're, they're really good people, and I love being out here. Plank does as well. Happy to represent uh, Cabins Group because they are – well, they're, they're awesome is what they are. And, again, in Norman, uh, that number at Cabins, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, it is 918-282-7612. want to thank our second-hour sponsor as well. 
and that would be the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72, great deals on cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, you name it. They have it. The great guarantee, oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel. We'll see you.